motherfuckers, we back. Pilot boys are back. Episode eleven. Beep, 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 beep. Oh my god, I hate that noise. Actually, I don't. I like it. Beep, 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 beep. So this is the Pilot Boy podcast, episode eleven. This is where we usually review the first episode of a TV show, otherwise known as a pilot. So my name is Santos. My name is Caesar. We are your pilots for today. Yeah, we are your pilots, and today we are bringing you Vida. Which is a new Stars original. It's an all-Latino writing crew and directing crew, which is one of the first of its kind, I think. I don't know about cast. I don't think so, though, huh? No, not cast, but directing and writing. Or the writer's room is all-Latino. Okay. For sure. So, besides uh, Latino power, first impressions? Uh, I thought it was good. I liked it. I, I know, just based on watching it with you, I know you didn't enjoy it as, as much as I did, but I, I got things out of it that I didn't expect I was going to get out of it. Yeah, there was, like, moments of, like, a lot of cheese and, like, relationship stuff that was kind of dumb, but I enjoyed it overall. I think it, it gave, like, a pretty good overview of the state of what Boyle Heights is going through. What about you? Gentrification. Yes. Okay, it looked like I didn't like it, but they actually did a lot of things I do like. I enjoyed it, too. I enjoyed it, too. I'm just so happy it's not drug-related. Yeah, same. Oh, my God. I am so tired of all these Latino shows or Latino whatever, and I'm tired of freaking gangs, and I am tired of drugs. Yeah, that shit was annoying. Even fucking uh, on my blog, which recently was like... The big breakout show with Latinos had a narrative about gang culture or, like, violence. Yeah. So, uh, not to shit on Netflix because we very much love and enjoy Netflix's services. This was way better. I think so, too. It felt felt like the writing was really good. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, that's what impressed me the most was the way. Yeah, the way that they wrote just, like symbolisms because mm. as soon as I, I finished the episode i was like wow i have a lot to say about the episode because they started it off really well and i think emma's arc i cared about the most because it starts in one place and it comes back yeah and especially especially at the end i i that scene was like probably one of my top uh scenes in the episode i mean they're obviously different this one and on my block but you could just tell this one was a little bit more thought into it. I think so too. And it wasn't it wasn't like on my block, I think probably because it was a comedy. Although that's not to say that when you're a comedy you can't make something significant. But the fact that they're a comedy and a little less like dramatic, that the show wasn't weighed down by that because they're a drama. They were able to to write these characters out well. And there's a lot more character progression just in the first episode. Yeah, I feel a little bit of, uh, more of a connection with this one. Because even in the funny parts of the show, and it wasn't even supposed to be funny. But we think we know it's funny because, you know, we're Latino. Yeah, and I think, I think the show does a really, really good job at, like, presenting what it means to be Latino in Los Angeles. So I guess we can just jump right into it. So to give a quick recap, we open up with... A Chicanx Cholia person talking about this recent protest and how it was shut down. And then we get an opening scene with Emma, who's returning from Chicago, to visit home because her mother had just recently passed. And then we get the funeral scene, and then we get her and her sister, Lynn, inside of Boyle Heights. 
and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with the bar. And that's pretty much the first episode. It's it's kind of basic. It sets everything up. They own not only the bar, but they own the actual building itself, right? Yeah, so they own the, the entire building of which the bar is situated in. And one of the things that they find out is that their mother has a wife. Lynn, who is the sister, she's a little more like, I wouldn't say dumb, but she's like aloof. She had known for a while, but Emma finds out for the first time and she's like furious. What what would you categorize the style of the show? That was actually my favorite part, I was going to tell you. I love the, the, the gritty, like especially the close-ups of Emma. Yeah. Like it added so much to the tension rising between her and everyone around her. Yeah, especially because like she's one of those people who like does not show emotion at all yeah so she stands out because Ruthless. it's it's a moment of like sadness where their mother had just passed but she is stone-faced she, she's just removed one because she doesn't want to be there because she's gotten out of boyo heights quote-unquote the hood another thing is that she just had a bad relationship with her mother but contrast that with her sister lynn who was like really broken up about it i found it cool that she kind of thinks she's above them but she kind of also knows her roots there's a part when the chicana ex girl confronts her and she calls her white and like basically badmouths her and she says that she doesn't know how to speak spanish or, or something right yeah she, she basically says she doesn't speak spanish and that she she doesn't even know what this neighborhood is kind of thing yeah and then she basically puts the the cholia back in her place we'll get into that later in in the in the themes because i have i have a, a take on that so but definitely the camera work was good the colors were good the music was good but yeah so that was probably maybe my favorite part yeah and i think the tension was balanced pretty well the dramatic moments felt dramatic and then the the lighter moments felt fine and i, and I really like the interior well one the exterior i like the way they shot boyle heights because being from la we know what Boyle Heights looks like. And I was like, oh, I recognize that right away. Like, they showed the monuments of Boyle Heights. And I also like the interior life of Emma and Lynn and the way they talk to each other. They they have a past where it's kind of strained and they don't like each other anymore. But they still kind of love each other in like a, in like a family kind of way. But it's obvious that Lynn is the black sheep or the daughter or the the sister who doesn't do well and she just kind of like lives her life and emma's she has to have rules and she needs to she needs to have it her way she's kind of uptight the quote-unquote successful one yeah yeah because you can tell right away even in their dialogue about money yeah yeah so the show was created by tanya saracho she was a writer for how to get away with murder and she was a writer for looking let me shout this out though my girl, my girl Saracho, uh-huh. from Sinaloa. How do you know? It says on her wiki. You know wiki, right? <laughs> you know? Hey, I'm sorry. Once I tell my mom that, she's going to jump on this show. Oh, wait. So she, she's Mexican. Yeah. And then she moved here. Oh, so she's an immigrant. Damn. Hardcore, dog. That's kind of tight. Yeah, that is kind of tight. Apparently she worked for girls because... I don't see it on her IMDb, but it says right here that she worked for girls. She's probably like Emma. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. You know what's interesting is that she moved, she she went to Chicago, which Chicago has like a big Latino population. I'm telling you, she's like Emma. <laughs> yeah, she wrote for girls and she wrote for looking. The, one of the things that I liked a lot about the show is that 
They're telling a story about various iterations of what it means to be Latino. There's a queer old Latina, which is Eddie, the wife of the mother whose name is Vidalia. There's a kind of like neoliberalist, if you worked harder, you could get out of this hood kind of person. There's kind of like the Instagram personality of, yeah, like I'm kind of hip. And I think that's Lynn. And then there's like the Chicanx, Latinx, like Cholia Instagram, like defend Boyle Heights kind of person. Don't forget about the little girl. And then there's a the little girl, which I think the little girl was one of the most interesting parts of this yeah, episode. Definitely. Like she, she was, as soon as I saw her, I was like, yeah, they're, they're trying to tell like a deeper story. And it's not just a regular dramatic show. And I think what prevented it from being a dramatic show is one, the style and two, like a dramatic show. And that like, if like a daytime opera, like it didn't feel like the grassy, it didn't feel like <laughs> no. on my block where it was a little cheap when they did the dramatic moments. Yeah. It felt like a legit show that was trying to tell something about these characters you know you know what though you know something i found interesting what they never confirm if the mom is gay or not well they did because she has a wife what the fuck well for the papers oh you're right yeah i mean she looked like she wasn't indebted to her yeah because she cared so much you're right yes my friend that could be true as soon as the way she was talking to them, I was like, oh, okay, maybe she feels, like, indebted to her or something. Yeah. Like, she lived there. That is true. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That could be that could be a thing. Yeah, I found that interesting. But, I mean, you don't ever know. She yeah, might you never just know. be gay. I think Eddie very obviously is gay. Oh, duh. For yeah. sure. Yeah. She's, like, masculine kind yeah. of thing, and that's the way that she's been identified. So whether or not the mom was gay, I think that they identified Eddie or they want the audience to understand that Eddie was gay. Not only that, though, you know, they say age is nothing but a number. Yeah. But this mom was obvious. It, we saw when she died. Yeah. And I thought the way they, they they shot the mom's death was like really fucking. It was nice. Yeah. Definitely. It was kind of like haunting. It was a little sad. Yeah. And I think that they set up the characters really well. Like all, all the characters that they, they introduced, they mm-hmm. set them up really well. First, we get mari which is the like chicanx radical person she is like saying her instagram thing and then she gets brought back to reality emma is in the cab she feels like a fish out of water because she's returning back home but it doesn't she doesn't want it to be her home but it still is her home and then with lynn she's like sitting down at the table and she's like in shock and it kind of feels like she's high or like she's not there she's not fully there so they do a really good job at presenting even, uh, each of the even characters. Even the ex-boyfriend. They give him something. Yeah, like all, all the characters feel lived in. They feel mm-hmm. real. They don't Not feel forced. Like, they don't feel forced. Mm-mm. The only thing to me that felt forced at times, but it is a thing that I know is, exists. Maybe it's just because I'm not seeing it in real time and I'm seeing it on TV. But there was times when they spoke in like Spanglish where I was like, I can't tell if they're putting it on because they're performing for the show or that's just how people actually talk i think that's that's always a balance that's hard to strike because you never know you never know if someone actually talks like that or if they're just doing it for show mm-hmm. but other than that i thought that was most like i enjoyed i really enjoyed this show the one that wasn't latina i'm assuming is the is the butch right uh what's her name she's latina she is yeah eddie yeah eddie she was speaking spanglish all the time but you know, Lynn is the one who's like she's Mexican or she's Latina. No, 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 no. But I'm talking about like the actress. No, she's Mexican, dude. Look at her. Yeah. Her name is like fucking in 
Nawal. Fucking dialect and shit. For for real, dude. Like, she's for real. Like, she is. Like, straight up. Straight up. By the way, Lynn is from Monterrey. Eddie said Anzaltegui, which I think is like a a Nawal pronunciation. She's from Huntington Park. Oh, shit. Yeah, she grew up (laughs) in, in... San Gabe's oh, and East LA. I'm telling you, fam, these, these people are like legit. I kind of, I really liked her too, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, Pacific going up, up in here. Sure. Yeah. So okay, let's get let's get into the themes, and I, I have a lot of fucking themes. So okay, I think there's a lot of themes of getting away from your upbringing, and this is something that we touched on a little bit with the last episode that we recorded with Fresh Prince. Is that some people hate being from where they're from. Some people want to get away from where they're from as soon as possible. And I think Emma is going through that. Because right away, she's presented as someone who like is looking at her phone all the time because she's like an important businesswoman and she needs to get away. She needs to get away from her business life. So her mom dying is, seems more like a nuisance to her business or to her career than it is anything else. So she's kind of dejected. And I think that was her armor to get away from Boyle Heights. And the audience comes to understand that she's a bitch. Like, she's she's a bitch because she, she thinks less of where she comes from. But at the same time, you kind of admire that she was able to get out. It's just, more than anything, you're upset that she doesn't like where she comes from. I feel like, I don't know if this is just a Latino thing, but I feel like there's always that cold-hearted person in the funeral. Yeah, for sure. Like, my dad was that person. But I think there's always, and I don't, I don't mean to speak for every Latino family, but there's yeah. there's a history of, like, strained relationships where, like, you have bad relationships with your family. And that's not to say that, like, everyone goes through that, but there is that, and that stuff tends to, like, show in funerals. Because no matter what, they're still your family and you show up, but it doesn't mean you ever had to like them. You're just doing it out of respect. Mm-hmm. So respect is, you know, it plays a big part in funerals. So another thing that I noticed was that Boyle Heights is a character, and Boyle Heights exists to people in different ways. So Boyle Heights is weaved throughout all the characters. I appreciated that. So there are those who love it, which are obviously is Madi, which is like the the Chicanx, and then there are those who hate it, which is Emma. And I wouldn't say Lynn because I think Lynn is just kind of indifferent to it. Like she doesn't, she doesn't she know just, anybody. Yeah, she didn't really have like a. Yeah, Emma doesn't really give a shit. I mean, excuse me, Lynn doesn't really give a shit. And then there are those who live in it. There was a lot of shots of of the exterior, which felt like interior to the city, of people who just live in it, people who just congregate. And I appreciated that so much because we get to see like everyday life of the people who are actually there. I know they're actors and I know they're extras probably, but they felt like real people. Like when they're at the funeral, I'm sure not all of them were were her family. I'm sure some of them were just people from the neighborhood who knew her. And it felt real. It felt like these people live in Boyle Heights because of the way they look, because of the way they dressed. And they're just, they have characteristics of what it means to live. Like being a Latino in LA, you have camaraderie with people. Like, Mm -hmm. When they were at the funeral, there was this this like older Latina and she hugs her and it didn't feel like that was her family because she was so dejected, but she felt like someone who was from the community or someone who was paying respects. Yeah. 
So she was localized as being from Boyle Heights. What did you feel about the way Boyle Heights was portrayed? I liked it. I liked all the shots, especially in her Uber ride. Yeah. And when you first get introduced to Emma, she's... It looks like... I don't know if it was an Uber, but she's riding... She's in the back seat. She's riding to the mom's house. And you see a bunch of shots of the city and the streets and the people. And just the Boyle Heights, like you said, Boyle Heights is a character. And it's a pretty nice touch. Not only is Boyle Heights a character, but Boyle Heights has character. Like, it's not... It doesn't feel like a ghost town. It feels like a real place. Yeah, especially even when, like, they're walking around. Yeah. You see the people crossing the streets. You see the buildings and stuff like that. That's something that was missing from the first episode of... Uh, On My uh, Block? Yeah. Yeah, because On My Block felt more like like an estimation of what it is. Yeah. Versus, like, an actual representation of what it actually is. All right, so I want to get into Mari's character. The Cholia. So, she, to me... And I don't know if this is a bad thing or a good thing, but she felt like a caricature. Like she felt sometimes like she was a cartoon of what it means to be Chicanx and radical on on social media. Like she's an aggregate of the quote unquote, like very leftist side, like the radical leftist side. And particularly like groups online, like both defend Boyle Heights who have like these tactics that some people aren't a fan of, but you know, like it's understandable because they're trying to protect where they come from. Like, did she feel very stereotypical type thing? Or? See, well, that's the thing, right? Uh-huh. What's interesting to me is that you can't say that she's a stereotype because these this this persona or this character is a hybrid of something that already existed. Like, it comes from leftist, like, ultra-leftist rhetoric or, like, nationalistic rhetoric that comes from, like, the Chicana movement, the Chicanx movement, or the Chicana movement slash Chicana movement. And these, this rhetoric that they used to use exists. So there's a history of it. Mm-hmm. But it was never weaponized the way it is in the social media age. Like now, call out culture on social media age marries well with this. Because that's what you do. You call out people on your social media and you show people that this is what you do. So it's one performance and two, like it's a weapon against people who you don't like. So I think that this her being in this show shows that this persona or this character or this caricature has now breached pop culture like it has now entered pop culture in ways that i don't think i've ever really seen like this is this is a good thing i think because it shows that these people are here and they exist and they're being valid whether or not sometimes they're being ridiculous and whether or not i agree with them it's kind of cool to see. It's cool to see that these people are represented, whether or not they like it, but there's an awareness of them now. You know what I mean? Okay. So the reason why I say that she's kind of like a caricature is because she uses like the, oh, you're a colonizer. You're a gentrifier. She calls her a white Tina and she calls her... She calls her like a Tia Tom. Supposed to be like a play on an Uncle Tom. Mm. I do hope there's more to her though. I, I hope so too. And I think that's what the show was trying to do when... She's recording her little Instagram thing and her dad calls her and she's like, okay, pa. Like, I think that's supposed to humanize her as like, she's still a person. Yeah. Even though she has these beliefs, she's a little, she's cut down by it a little bit. I don't know why I have the feeling we'll probably get an episode just about her. Yeah. I hope they do. She looks like that character. I mean, they have to. She, she's, I, I think just in the construction of the show, her being the very first scene, they have to put her in more scenes because 
now you come to understand that she's someone that you should be paying attention to. Especially with the interaction she had with the two girls. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. She doesn't look like a typical secondary character. Like, no. she's she's more important than that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm glad that you brought up their interaction because Madi is really spiteful to most people who come to Boyle Heights because she's skeptical of their intentions. Even those who already live here, like Emma, who is from here, and so is Lynn. So they, Emma and Lynn go to a taco restaurant and they sell birria. And there's like this white hipster girl. She's like recording like a food blog or like a food vlog. And Mari goes on her bike and starts calling her out. And she calls her like, get the fuck out of here, colonizer. Get out of here, gentrifier, this and that. And then Emma steps in because she's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, leave them alone. And I think this interaction was extremely interesting and extremely satisfying because it shows these fights that people have online. It's a microcosm of what those fights are. It shows a different side. So Emma is more neoliberal because she wants people, she wants these hipsters to give that birreria more traffic. Like she wants them getting attention to drive up their sales. Like she's happy for them. Whereas Mari thinks that them getting more attention will lead to more people coming and that'll lead to gentrification. So she thinks that it's a slippery slope that if you let one white person in and talk about like a food or mainstream it, quote unquote, like saying that this is a food that we just discovered for you white audiences kind of thing. Did you did you think <laughs> I, I, I giggled at the part when she says Biddy has been here forever? Yeah, but that is true, though. Like, I, like it's it's funny because it's. Like, we know. We know Birria has been around forever. But When the white girl thinks she discovered it? <laughs> yeah, there are, legit, there are legit articles online. And you can go online and find them. About several foods coming from different cultures where they're like... It presents it as, as like, we just discovered this new thing. Like, I saw an article about how pho is the new ramen in terms of popularity. But pho has a long history of being around. And it's not, it's not just because white people discovered it that all of a sudden it matters. It's the fact that because white people discovered it and they have a much bigger audience, it takes away from their own representation. Like these things are were already good. All of a sudden you're caring. And that's that's the issue. So I thought I, I appreciated that she was like, you didn't discover Birria. Birria has been around forever. What do you think of Emma's view there? OK, like that. Scene. See, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Because there is a very similar thing going on in Boyle Heights. There's this coffee shop. And you know me, I, I really like coffee. But coffee has a, a difficult history with gentrification. I'm not saying that coffee is the sole reason for gentrification. But coffee is a luxury. And overpriced coffee, which is... I mean, it depends how you think about it. But coffee that I like costs a little bit more. So... Having a coffee shop that sells coffee that's a little more expensive is a luxury. So there's the idea that people who are in coffee shops and people who are gentrifying or gentrifiers are the same audience, right? So coffee shops will lead to gentrification is the idea. So there's this there's this coffee shop in Boyle Heights called Weird Wave. And they caught a lot of shit for opening up in Boyle Heights, but they didn't check in with the community they didn't touch base they just did it willy-nilly uh. 
And for the first couple months that they were open. Like the opposite of loco. Exactly. They didn't touch. They did not make sure that they were rude in the community. They kept breaking their windows and there was like protests every day. While I don't necessarily think that breaking their windows is great. I understand the sentiment. I understand that like to them, this is a reality. If a, if a coffee shop is opening up, that could be signs of gentrification and that could be signs of being driven out of their communities. And I understand that 100%. I don't necessarily think that the answer is throwing bricks or breaking windows, but I do understand the reason why it happened. So back to this, I understand that Madi is upset about people being here, but I also kind of see what where Emma's coming from where she's saying that like, well... If these people shout them out, maybe more people will come. I think that that's kind of valid, but I also think that it's a little negligent. Like, you're forgetting that if they bring their audiences with them, meaning the hipsters bring their audiences to come here, that could lead to other people seeing that this is now a rising or up-and-coming neighborhood, and now we want to start building places out here and i think there was one sign of a gentrifier which was Mm. the guy the guy who wants to buy the building yeah also like boyle heights has a long history of resisting gentrification but there are little segments of gentrification or little moments of gentrification so i kind of understand both but i lean more with Mari because i think that she's right i think there's a way to do it and I don't think the way that she did it, the hipster did it, was the, the best way. But obviously, she was just supposed to be like a stand-in for a gentrifier. I did too. But the thing is, with Emma, she kind of came off as just being a jerk because, you know, she was all up on her face. Yeah, I don't think what Mighty said was that great. Like, I still think that she was being harsh to the, the hipster. But I also think that there was some points of what Emma was saying that were right what emma was talking about is that Mari likes to romanticize the hood versus like who, her who lived in it and she's supporting these businesses she favors more like economic support versus like Mari supports more like cultural political support so yeah i don't know i'm on Mari's side but i don't agree with the way she went about it yeah i get you like it really wasn't necessary for her to like get to off. be like that yeah with the white girl all right, and the last and big point. Well, okay, there's the smaller point is that obviously death has a way of unifying people, and this is why Lynn and Emma came together and they kind of put aside their differences. But the bigger point to me, and the interesting symbolism behind the show is that Emma sees this little girl on the roof of the building that her her mom owned. This little girl's just sitting there, like on the edge of the roof. And she's just sitting there looking at her and she's in a pink dress. And Emma's kind of like mesmerized. She's just looking at her and she keeps staring at her. And she sees her once and then she finally goes to have a smoke on the roof and she sees her again. Now she's like concerned because now she, she knows that her suspicions were true and she's real. So she starts screaming at her. She starts telling her, like, you can't be up here, this and that. And then the little girl, like, flips her off. You really... And I, I laughed because I thought it was hilarious because the little girl's like, you know, like, I live here. Like, this is my shit. But I think the deeper meaning is that the little girl represents to Emma who she was in Boyle Heights. Mm -hmm. And I also think that the little girl represents Boyle Heights because there's an innocence to a city. And I think that that innocence, Emma's still trying to chase. And Mm -hmm. I think Emma saw a lot of herself in that little girl. And it was one like 
the curiosity of inquiry where like she was interested in the little girl but also like she wanted to take care of her like she wanted her to do she wanted to be okay she wanted she didn't want her to hurt herself and it wasn't until she sees the little girl that she has like a revelation and she sees her mom and lynn dancing that the floodgates like come open and she starts crying because all these repressed feelings that she had are now coming to the surface and it was because of, i think my personal opinion is i think that it was because of the little girl because the little girl reminded her of what boyle heights is yeah and what she was she finally cracked and yeah like she she no matter how much she tries to repress it she still cares about these people she cares about this city and she cares about her mom so it all came back with that little girl and then it turns out that the little girl isn't even necessarily real She's just like a little girl on a painting, on a mural, on a wall. So it could be that Emma just created this little girl and she was hallucinating. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. If they never confirm it for the whole rest of the show, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, I don't I don't need them to. Yeah. I thought that was just great writing. Yeah. I, I like that when you entered, you're introduced to Emma, you don't know anything about how she feels because it's just silent. Mm-hmm. And I think that silence makes it a little bit ambiguous as to how she feels about it because when she's looking at it she has like faces of surprise sometimes like she's like oh well it could either be like this is my city or this is this is changing now so i think that it comes back now you know that she cares about boyle heights now you know that she cares about the city yeah and you know we might be talking more about her than lynn but i feel that emma has the most depth yeah i think so too like lynn to me I don't know if they'll get into her more in the later. Yeah, probably. I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, she was kind of shallow. Yeah, she was. She's a like, bit. she's like a little, she's like a girl who like, or yeah. she had, she had like yeah. little business ventures, but like little boutique gentrifier ventures. Yeah. And she had like this whole arc with her, with uh, her ex. But yeah. there was not much to her yet, and I, I hope that they get into it because, just based on those two characters, Mighty's character and Emma's character, even Emma's and uh, even. Uh, Eddie's character. Yeah, Mighty yeah. Eddie and Emma, they were written really fucking well. Yeah, especially the scene with Eddie and the bar. Or not even... Was that the bar? Yeah. Yeah, my God. That's, that was pretty good. That was good writing. Yeah. All right, so time has come. I don't even know how long I've been talking, dude. I'm out of breath. Hey, you went on it, though. I, I told Congrats, you I had a lot to boy. say. I told you I had Damn. a lot to say. Right away, Congrats. I had a lot to say. Congrats. All right, so... All right. No, hold up. How, how the fuck up? I gotta ask. Mm-hmm. I gotta ask you one simple thing. Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? We ready up in this bitch. In 2018, we ready. All right. What is? Mm-hmm. Give it to me straight. I'm gonna give it to you. I don't need no bullshit. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are mm. the motherfucking BTS? The what? The motherfucking big teeth. Okay. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so people probably think we're stupid. For real, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna say that based on all the things that like I'm out of breath because I was talking for so long. I know my you know what? Shout out to my boy. Shout out to me, honestly. How, he, he he gave it to y'all straight. He gave it to y'all straight. He told you about Boyle Heights. He told you about these characters. He told you about death in these characters. You know? My boy just went ham on y'all. Y'all need to appreciate this. Uh-huh. We ain't playing. We the motherfucking pilot boys up in this bitch. Y'all here. Shit. So I think overall, the writing was really good. There was some issues with like 
the romance stuff that I thought was weaker and didn't necessarily fit in. And I'm sure that that's just planning stuff to come later. But the writing of the show was really good. The setting, like setting the scene and setting the tone and the environment was great. The style was nice. I thought everything was just good. Even the dialogue I liked. And even though that the girl Mighty was a caricature, I'm excited to see where they take her because I'm I really am just happy to have a show about women who are Latinas. And they're from LA and they're localized really well and they're written really well. And I hope to see that this show do well and I'm gonna go with a four point one or four point two. I was, I was a big fan, and I'm, 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 I'm excited to see what's to come. Whoa, my boy. You know? Whoa. That 4.2. Wow. Is that your, not your highest? No, Barry's my highest. Oh, that young Barry. That's a hell of a first episode. Dude, it gets better, too. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Santos, my good friend. Mm. My co-pilot. Mm. The love of my life. Mm. My boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know, shout out to Karen. My Sancho. We should have invited her. Santo. Santo's my Sancho. Uh-huh. Tell me. Uh-huh. How many BTs? <laughs> How many BTs? How many fucking BTs? Uh, I'm going to be both generous and I'm going to be harsh. Nah, seriously though. This show has a tremendous amount of potential. This shit could be Stars' new. What's up? For you real? know? This could be Stars' new like, hey, look at what we got. It could be stars. This this could be stars. Is hey, what's popping? Yeah, yeah. What's up, HBO? We got you, dog. Oh, you got Game of Thrones. That's cute. Yeah, that's cute. That shit hasn't been good for like a couple seasons. <laughs> it's ending too. Shit. <laughs> this is this is stars' it's time to to shine. For real. All right, nah. But seriously, I don't know. Barry, Barry. Hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. So uh, there's a lot of things I love here. I love the camera work. Was probably my favorite part about it especially in the first 15 minutes Mm -hmm. they capture the greediness they capture the tension they capture the situation very very good i don't know i don't know if you ever if any of you guys seen friday night lights but it was kind of like that like the whole close-ups and the like dark colors Mm -hmm. but this is obviously better i hope they do an episode on the mari yeah on mari definitely i want to know more about her i don't want to I don't want her to be just that person that we saw today. Okay. I want I want more from her. I definitely want more from Lynn. If Lynn is going to take the majority of the screen time, I really want more from her because I nah, nothing. She's like whatever to me in this episode. Yeah. She she comes off as obnoxious and uh, like kind of makes like stupid remarks she'll regret like 5 minutes later. Yeah. Like I told my boy, I like that they didn't confirm that the lady was gay or not yeah, was if, good, if she is that was a good catch yeah if she is then all right that's cool whatever but if she's not and they add another layer to eddie that'd be dope maybe even better yeah. you, you, we don't know we don't know these things yeah. i like the use of the little girl that was, that was very good on emma's part everything came full circle with her at the end shout out to selena quintanilla for real. Use... You know they had to show her ass. Oh my you know God. they had to show her ass. Tell me, though. Did they use that on from the block or on the block? Uh, I think they might have. They talked about her, uh, but not in the first episode. She Rest in peace, Selena. She died way too soon. But yeah, this show, I, I think I'm going to go four here, too. Okay. Just I straight think, four? I'm going to go straight four because I don't think... I don't want to say... If I give it a higher than a four, I'll say it's better than Barry. 
but I think they're in the same tier. Okay. Yeah, I like they're... I think this is definitely so far one of the better pilots of this year. Yeah, this is probably the best one since Barry we've seen. No? Uh, probably. yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I think liked so. the last OG, but it wasn't it wasn't as good as this. It, you know, definitely wasn't as good as this. Um, no, you gave Megalobox your highest score. Yeah, yeah, that was your that highest. shit was lit out. <laughs> I love Megalobox. <laughs> um, even the use of food. Yeah, like that was even dope. even the 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 freaking flan, hell yeah! All you motherfuckers be taking flan and pastel and all For this real? fucking you know, shit. You know the funeral oh, is just fuck. like another dinner, dude. When I went to my to Mexico for my grandpa's funeral, I saw so many pastelitos, dude. God fucking. But I damn. think that that's such a thing where like yeah. in time of like hardship or in time of death. You come together with food and eating and drink and and I had the same reaction Emma did. She's like, seriously, what the fuck with all the flan? <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah. Four. This, this was really good, guys. I'm yeah. definitely gonna keep watching. Yeah, all right. definitely gonna keep watching. Let's get into the predictions. How long do you see this show lasting? Uh, I saw the the ratings for this episode. Let me tell you, my boy. They weren't great. But things aren't necessarily just built off of ratings. I hope not, because I hope this... this by this ratings, can... you mean what it was rated? or No, like by ratings, I'm sorry, by in. TV ratings. Gotcha. Yeah. Man, I, I hope this Like, this okay, good... give me give me ideal, like, what you would want it to do, and give me your realistic, like, how long you actually... I want it to be... a. I, I just want it to be good. I want it to be good. I want, I want no crime in this. I want no... In, uh, no drugs in this you know yeah. like, I'm so tired of that yeah. I want a compelling story about these two women how they've been put down how they're gonna take the high road how they're gonna freaking survive this you know I, I want something good give me something good yeah but, but so far this shows a lot of potential I think four five seasons okay maybe four yeah. I think say four is safe yeah four, four is good but okay. and I, how how long do you realistically see it going? <sighs> like with everything taken with all into the, consideration, all the, maybe three. <sighs> okay. I don't know. I don't know what stars history. They stars, stars like as far stars as can't keep a show. They just, no stars like they can keep shows, but doesn't mean that I don't really see long shows from them. That's why the longest show I remember from stars is like the L Word and uh, Spartacus. But yeah, guys. Watch this. Yeah. So, my boy. Uh-huh. Give me that prediction. I'm going to go... I wanted to go four seasons. Yeah, right? Enough, Doesn't it seem like the perfect amount? I think amount? that's enough time to in, like play with these characters mm-hmm. and have them like have character development. Even if they're ten episodes each. Yeah. Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty Realistically, good. I feel like this show might not do that well. Mm-mm. Me neither. Because I wish people watched it, but... Just based on the fact that they're on stars, that's a barrier of entry that people just don't subscribe to stars. Because when you subscribe to Netflix, you get a lot of shit. When you subscribe to HBO, you get a lot of shit. But for stars, there's just not that much there to subscribe to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's it's a victim of being on a on a network that not that many people watch. Hey, I was about to say that. Maybe that's one of the reasons why the ratings were so low. Who yeah. the fuck has stars? So I'm going to go, I think... I think I think four is good, but I'm gonna say realistically it might just do like two seasons. Yeah. But uh overall the show is, is really worth watching and I wish people supported it so we can tell Hollywood that this is what we wanna see. These are the stories that we want we want to see told. This is the epitome of like 
people of color or Latinos telling stories about Latinos. It's not uh, on my block where it's created by a white woman and two people of color. And there are times where it just feels fake. This one felt legit. Like this one felt yeah. like I, I never felt like I was watching a white person tell a story about me. I also never felt like, oh, like I would never say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that moment, never had that either. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just the writing was really strong here. Yeah. And I'm glad. I think I think you can really see that it was like an all Latinx, Latino writing room. Mm-hmm. This is people. This is it's FUBU. It's for us, by us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, that's, that's pretty much it. Anything else you want to cover? Quick little shout out. Oh, my God. You know me and my shout outs. This shit better stay on the pod, too. The creator, Tanya Saracho. Hey. Sinaloa. Sub with it. You know? She. We out here. Mom's Sinaloa. Hell yeah. Hey, and I'm going to Sinaloa in February. Hey. You know, shout out. Culiacan. You out here. That's it. That's it for the shout out. (laughs) That shit. Hold up. That shit. That shit for the (laughs) shout out. Shout out to my Latino people as a whole, dog. That's me, bitch. We coming. We out here. We coming for the number one spot. We out. We coming for y'all. We coming for that ass. Oh. Straight up. We told. We told y'all. Don't ever let us get an all Latino writing writing room. Cause once we get that, it's over for y'all bitches. It's dangerous. It's we dangerous. dangerous. For real, dude. Man. Oh Trump, you thought you tried it. Oh Trump, that's cute. You tried it. You tried a wall. Oh, that's cute. Where that though? That's cute. That's real cute. We'll go under. Uh-huh. Y'all forgetting that Guillermo del Toro just won that Oscar. Oh, that's cu- that's cute, Trump. You tried it. <laughs> Y'all forgetting. We coming. For real. Man. We all here. Nah, but seriously, this shit was tight. Yeah, it was good. If only all the pilots <laughs> that we seen yeah, were that for good. For real. <laughs> all right, y'all. I think the best one so far has been splitting up together, though. This was episode 11. Tune in next for 12. One. We'll see you in 12. Next one is going to be it's gonna be huge. I don't even know what the fuck next is going to be. Yeah, we're not going to do it. But uh, passengers, we have landed. Passengers, bye-bye. Peace. I'll probably be in New York when this goes up. Peace. <laughs>